2016 marks the 20th year we've been a band. It's been quite a haul when I look back on it. One moment, it seems like only a year has gone by, and other times it seems like we've been doing it for a hundred years. In an industry where the average lifespan for a name band has been determined to be seven years, surpassing it almost threefold is a distinction I wear with pride. What makes it even sweeter are the naysayers and dissenters we've proven wrong with our perseverance by just playing rock and roll music. And that's all par for the course, necessary vetting to weed out the weak. But here we still stand, readying up the next batch of songs for our next studio album. Though much of our band has changed over two decades, what has remained is the unwavering adherence to rock and roll music and the respect and reverence for those who preceded us. The word respect is a huge word for me. It's a word that can only be earned through dogged work, paid dues, experience, and is often the compass I use when assessing people, determining situations, making decisions. I will shoot my own foot off if I feel it is lacking, whether it be to me or to someone I hold in high regard. But for as much respect as I have for my predecessors, I have learned that equal respect must be given to the incredible talent that has proceeded us. After all, respect is a two-way street. Now, admittedly, I was late to the party when I found out about Ricky Tilo. It was through Instagram when I randomly stumbled on a photo of Ricky with Slash, and after a cursory troll of his social media sites, found out Ricky Tilo is the guitarist for Lady Gaga. Heavy distinction indeed. I felt about five inches tall after that. But what hit home was Ricky is from my own neighborhood in Scarborough, Ontario. I suddenly felt a kinship to him, and I needed to reach out to him. But even in doing so, I felt a tinge of hesitation. The music industry is an egomaniacal world filled with braggart showboats steering its course, and I have often been rebuked when extending a kind word. Not in this case. My tweets to Ricky were met in kind, and after a few online exchanges, and a guitar summit meeting at the Coffee Guitar Coffee Shop on Bloor Street in Toronto, I knew I had to have Ricky Tilo on the podcast. Now, for anyone living under a rock for the past few years and don't know who Lady Gaga is, Lady Gaga is hands down the biggest pop star in the world. She's risen the ranks of fame high enough to sit alongside icons like Madonna, Michael Jackson, Bruce Springsteen, and Prince. In this digital age of internet downloading, she has still managed to sell over 27 million albums and 146 million singles worldwide. That is more than impressive. It is downright phenomenal. Whether you like her music or not, it cannot be denied. She is an unmatched entertainer, a powerful singer, and an astonishing visionary. Her pop music and her image is a melange of highbrow, lowbrow, funk, jazz, art kitsch, all while making it accessible for a wide mainstream audience. It's a tightrope that even the most envious of naysayers would have to concede is impressive. To play alongside Lady Gaga, someone with that accomplished of a CV, one must be at the top of their game. To put it bluntly, 
they got to be better than everyone else. And when I see Ricky Tilo post an Instagram video of him doing the intro to Van Halen's Mean Streets like it ain't no thing, I can quickly see why the dude got the job and has had it since 2009. Also playing with Lady Gaga on guitar is Tim Stewart. And again, Tim's another monster musician with gigs playing for Rihanna, Britney Spears, and infectious grooves under his belt. Putting the two of them together, Ricky and Tim, is like scoring two first-round draft picks. Now, when these two all-stars partner up and form their own band, the results can only be impressive. And that's exactly what they've done with their new band, Knives. A stunning display of heavy guitar prowess mixed with a parade of influences that will make any dyed-in-the-wool rock and roller a fan. Hooking up with Ricky, I got an exclusive listen to their debut album, Boy Friday. And here on this episode, Ricky and I talk about how he got the gig for Lady Gaga, Knives, and a whole lot of other stuff as well. When I see cats like this on the scene, I know that rock and roll will be just fine. And I'm lying prostrate in admiration. Tim was supposed to be on the podcast since he was in town for the Rihanna gig, but couldn't make it. That's fine. That only means he needs to come back with Ricky and we lay another one down. I want to thank Blue Mic Microphones and Skullcandy Headphones for their continued support of the podcast. I want to thank Chino Locos Restaurants for making fish burritos stuffed with chow mein noodles. And thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode and any of the other episodes we've uploaded. We post on iTunes and SoundCloud, and they're free to listen to, free to download, and it is free to subscribe to the podcast too. I do this podcast strictly because... I just really love to do this, and it keeps me out of trouble, keeps me occupied while out on the road. The people that I have on this podcast are a very selective and curated bunch. They aren't asked on because I need content or because I need to drive some sort of online traffic somewhere. I just want to talk about music and, you know, whatever with people I admire. So here you go. Ricky Tilo is this episode's guest on the official Danko Jones podcast, and it starts now. The Danko Jones podcast is the best around. Nick Flynn, I get his Danko school. I'm still over free. I'm so glad I like to stop. Take me in from fuck to stop playing hang to do. And what do you see in my future? What are you reading and bones? Pause for a while, flash an alligator smile, and she told me Danko Login protocol initiated. Sequencing algorithm interface. The official Danko Jones podcast uploaded. Listen with caution. Are you sitting comfortably? Then we'll begin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready because the Danko Jones podcast starts. Ricky. You are here, man. <laughs> What's we up, finally man? did it. I don't know. It's been a year or almost a year of yeah, trying to get this uh, podcast. Like, yeah, I feel like it was like, yeah, maybe six, seven months, maybe something like that. Yeah. Yeah, but now we're here. Yeah. I'm glad you're here, man. I've <laughs> yeah. been looking forward to this, getting you down here on the podcast. And uh, 
you were somebody who I found, we found each other on Instagram or, or social media. Yep. I, uh, your photo appeared in my kind of search thing on Instagram. It's a picture of you and Slash. <laughs> and you, the caption was, this is my hero i look up to this guy it was great you know hanging out with you and, I'm, and then i the first thing i think is who's this guy who's hanging out with slash and then i did a did a little bit of you know poking around a little trolling i trolled you a little bit yeah, yeah. and i realized who you played with but more importantly what got me is mm. you're from my hood man yeah man you play in, you are the guitar player, one of the two guitar players in Lady Gaga's band. Mm -hmm. And you are from Scarborough, Ontario, man. And then I reached out to you. We started to name drop uh, neighborhood streets or something like that. So did you go to Bethune? No, I went to uh, Cardinal Newman High School. Cardinal Newman. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, so, I might have yeah. gone there. I could have gone you there. You could have, yeah. I was this close, man. <laughs> Yeah, but man. you know Bethune and you know Lamoureux yeah, and, yeah. and right. John King, McDonald. Yeah, yeah. Says, uh, Senator O'Connor. Uh, yeah, man. Mother Teresa MT by the mall. Man. Because, like, you know, growing <laughs> yeah. up out there at the time that I did, you know, it, uh, rock and roll had had its day. Mm. Uh, Scarborough was known back in the day for being, you know, the the stereotypical Mike Myers uh, Wayne's World. Yeah, uh, was based out of the Scarberian rocker from right. from yeah. the seventies and the eighties. But then by the time I was growing up, it, it had lost that whole thing. So right. I, I grew up with nobody being mm. into rock and roll out in Scarborough. So knowing that, you know, Sacrifice were from Scarborough. That was the right. closest thing, yeah. and. And Rush shooting the subdivisions video on in my neighborhood was the closest thing. But when I found you on on um, Twitter and Instagram, and you're from Scarborough, and you play guitar, and you you're just a searing guitar player, I had to reach out to you. Oh man! Um, and it was nice that you replied back. I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, this guy has no way. Yeah, no, he's no, man. oh, and it was great, man. It was great. And, it was nice to, to con make contact with you. Yeah, likewise, man. You know, when you hit me up, I was like, man, Danko Jones hitting me up on, on Twitter? This is crazy. Like, back in the day, the bounce video, I'm like, man, I watched that. It was like, the rock and roll and, and uh, growing up in Scarborough at, at that time, you know, like, uh, only had a few friends, you know. Uh, these uh, My two best friends still, uh, they sat in my homeroom class, like, literally, like, you know, uh, my friend Mike. I uh, was sitting right in front of me, and, and my friend John was right beside me, and, and we formed a band, like, right there, uh, the Grade 9 homeroom. So it found me pretty quickly as, you know, I'd only been playing guitar for a few years and uh, immediately was in a band, you know, so kind of crazy that way. You know, I didn't, I didn't really have any friends who played rock music until I hit high school, like when I went to Newman. So sort of got me on the path really quickly. He started playing... And never look back. <laughs> no, After that. I mean, yeah. I don't mean to fast forward here. Yeah, because obviously there's you know a, a, a lot of work in between. But yeah, I think the first thing that ran through my mind, like a lot of people, uh, is how did you get the gig for Lady Gaga, being from Scarborough, Ontario, Canada? And it's not as if you know, like for example, I, when I heard that Nuno Betancourt from Extreme was playing with Rihanna, mm. well, that made sense to me because he he was you know in a band that you know had a number one hit, and yeah. it's just a natural thing. Mm. So how did you go from from being where you are to being in the band of 
arguably the biggest pop star in the world. Yeah, I heard about the uh, open audition call from a friend of mine, <clears throat> and um, uh, she was going down to, to uh, try out as a vocalist. You know, she said, oh, "I'm going to do this, uh, these auditions in New York City um, for Lady Gaga." And I said, "Hey, is she looking for a band as well too?" And uh, she said, "Yeah, you know." Uh, let me see. Uh, email me back. Say, yeah, you know, we can get you uh, an audition time. And I was like, oh, really? They're looking for a band. Crazy. So I ended up just driving down. Uh, I didn't have any money for a plane ticket or whatever. So just packed my guitar and headed down there and auditioned. And I was like, maybe, man, I can't even remember, over 100 guitar players. In a, and we had to audition in a room together play in front of each other oh my god unaccompanied you know <laughs> now what number were you in the line yeah i think i was like 27 28 or something like that so okay yeah so there yeah. was enough people for them to kind of gauge as to yeah what they wanted what they were looking for yeah yeah i mean uh, man a lot of them could really play so i was like man, you know God. We'll see what happens. <laughs> so you, this was the yeah. last of your money to make it down there, almost. Or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, my band, uh, the same guys that I was talking about, uh, we uh, we formed in high school, or our band Robot Man. Uh, we spent, you know, our last few bucks in L.A. We rented a house in L.A. for a little bit and tried to record a record and played all the shows down there and went to, you know, spending all our money. I was like, or at least me anyway, you know. I was like, I'll go back to Toronto and see if I can pick up some gigs, you know, local things, and make enough money to come back down here. And yeah, yeah. Three Catholic schoolboys <laughs> went to LA to, to to make it. Yeah, yeah. Now me going through the Catholic separate school board right. in Toronto myself, I couldn't find. I mean, I found some like-minded people, but mm. I don't know if they were, you know, dedicated enough to to quit everything and move to LA. <laughs> That's very admirable. Admirable. I, I have to give you that. Yeah, man. You know, we, we, we played together for years and wanted to give it a shot, and we did. And man, after that, you know, after I ended up getting uh, the gig, uh, I hit my friends up. I'm like, hey, man, uh, I think I, <laughs> I ended up getting uh, the gig playing with Lady Gaga. And they're like, oh, I can't be mad at you, you know. We try to do this thing. We can do this, whatever. And I still play with these guys, too. So whenever in town, we try to book a rehearsal spot and... Like old times, man. Same thing. Yeah. yeah. I, I can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, it. I mean, they're very capable players without hearing them to play with you, knowing that you got the gig for Lady Gaga. Mm. Um, but yeah, you, I mean, you got to give it to your friend if, if mm. he, he or she gets a gig as prestigious as that. Yeah, yeah. Now, what is it that you did? You in your head, do you think that that won over the the crew, uh, the Lady Gaga crew? Well, you know, uh, playing in clubs in in Toronto here, uh, you know, cover gigs and things like that. Uh, I used to do this thing. Uh, we play this bar, uh, Joe Mama's on King Street, and they had a bar there. Like it just sort of like wraps around the whole venue, and I would just jump on the bar and I throw my guitar down on the bar and I play slide guitar. I'm, <laughs> so I ended up just doing that there uh, at a loop pedal, looped like a little like funk sort of guitar loop, and um, the you know the people who were watching, uh, creative director and musical director, they were sitting at a desk. I was like, oh, I'll use the desk, cool. <laughs> you know, took my guitar off and 
played slide guitar on it and they were tripping out. I was like, oh, I guess they've never seen that before. So <laughs> I ended up stealing, stealing that move actually from, from Jack White. I saw him play, uh, I think on Conan. They did like a week-long thing a few years back when Elephant that. came out. And yeah. He went on Conan's desk and played slide and sort of took that and <laughs> rolled with it, you know. So that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I cannot imagine how intimidated everyone, including yourself, must have felt during that whole process where you have to do it in front of everybody. Yeah. Uh, and the other thing was, you know, I was there, and if anything, when my best friend uh, he lived. Uh, in New Jersey and he's a music producer this uh, guy August Rigo one of my best friends and uh, I think I've seen him on your Instagram or something yeah he's a great uh, R&B artist great songwriter he's written songs for like Justin Bieber and One Direction like he's you know pretty out there like pop songwriter so Mm. I figured hey if anything I'm here in New York I can if I don't end up getting the gig I'll just hang with my friend and uh, see what we can do we write some tunes and you know yeah but worked out. <laughs> and uh, now, yeah, when, yeah. what year was this? Because this uh, is 2010. Uh, so it's been a long time now. Yeah, yeah. It's about like the, what is it, six years now. So you you got the gig with with Lady Gaga, and mm-hmm. you toured the world. Yeah, yeah, and that's right. It was a pretty quick process. You know, ended up uh, when uh, Gaga ended up deciding on who her band was going to be. Uh, we were literally just on the road immediately. Like we roll into rehearsals and um, yeah I think our first first gig was in, in Manchester at the MEN Arena for like 25,000 people that's, like that. that's your first gig with Lady Gaga yeah yeah so oh, what's, what's going through your mind man like, <laughs> it's overwhelming yeah you know? I can yeah, imagine yeah it's a completely different thing and you know getting used to playing with in-ears as well too you know that was right. a huge huge thing you know playing I'm used to playing clubs yeah, and on wedges and stuff so that was a huge uh, adjustment but yeah. yeah and just the energy of it all you know there's so many things going on while you're playing you know there's crew members and all the you know different set pieces people running around and, you know all the dancers as well too so yeah it's like sensory overload for sure and I'm sure it is you know definitely is for the audience you just watch them and they're just like deer in the headlights man this is there's so much to watch all the time and yeah you know now as a traveling you know being a traveling band myself and you know a lot of things that people don't take into account when they think of a band and they wonder oh why is it that you know they just can't get it together i think uh what the committee must have taken into account during the audition process past Mm -hmm. you know the prowess on the instrument is the personality Mm. and if if that person can get along with the rest of the people in right. the crew, so how yeah. how was how how was it? Was everybody like it? It seems like it, at least with you know the core band, it it becomes yeah. a family of somewhat. The funny thing is about that is when everyone you know it wasn't just guitar players that were auditioning. It was like the full band in in that lobby. So you know you just end up walking around and start talking to people, and I ended up talking to pretty much all the members of the band before we all formed they, it was crazy just talking to them they were the only ones who were really cool you know and like actually just like cool people to talk to you know Kareem the uh, other original guitar player they call him Jesus the long hair you know um, we hit it off immediately I talked to him before I'm like man this is I told him my story about how you know 
coming down to the audition and not affording a plane ticket and all that. And he's like, man, you, you have to get the gig now. This is like too good. <laughs> <laughs> it's too good of a story yeah, yeah, to not like, have it happen. This is too crazy. This is just like, um, and then seeing him play as well too. I think he came, he, he went on before me and uh, I was like, man, his guitar sound was crazy. Like, Great, you, great so you, stage persona. And, you know they were you know, looking yeah. for two. Yeah, okay. yeah, they were looking for two guys, and um, and he, he stuck around for my audition, and yeah. uh, we, we we spoke afterwards, and he was like, "Man, you shut it down." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "Man, they weren't even really looking after that." I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I I talked to him. I was like, "Man, we we're gonna get this. Like, let's make this happen." both of us see if we can get this this gig he's like yeah man let's do it up and we ended up getting it it was crazy now uh continuing on with that yeah. thought um there's there was supposed to be a third guy here but he seems to have been uh, he's mia um, yeah. but that's all good because yeah. uh he is uh, in town for in a very town. important reason yeah he's yeah. playing with rihanna tim stewart tim stewart yeah. Who was also with you in the uh, Lady Gaga band? This is right. Yeah, and you guys got along so well <laughs> that you formed an actual band together. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, Tim joined uh, the second the second tour, this uh, Born This Way tour. Uh, Kareem had to leave. I think he's he, you know, and uh, Tim came in. They just called him because he's the best guitar player in the world. Like really great. Already played for. So many artists, you know, pop artists, and you know, and uh, I had met him years before. I was on a tour uh, playing for an artist named Divine Brown, a oh. Canadian artist, yeah, oh, yeah, and amazing, like you know. Uh, and we did a, a stint opening for Backstreet Boys, and Tim uh, was a guitar player for Backstreet Boys at the time, and I remember seeing him play, and I was like, man, who is this guy? <laughs> he sounded so amazing, you know. Um, and I met him then. We, we were friends since then. Uh, kept in contact. And uh, but anyway, yeah, we we'd known each other for years before that. And I always looked at, up to him as a guitar player. Uh, and when when he joined the band, I was like, man, we could finally get a chance to play together. You know, uh, yeah. Uh, came up with some uh, ideas. You know, obviously when two guitar players were always jamming all the time, coming up with different things and it's like man these ideas are starting to sound kind of cool man maybe we should go in the studio and record them or start recording them on our laptops uh and our drummer uh spanky uh, amazing george spanky mccurdy man so he's also in the lady he's, gaga he's with yeah. lady gaga as well too and play with i'd play with so many artists as well like amazing drummer anyway uh i saw I, a little yeah. clip of him on online somewhere yeah it's pretty phenomenal yeah he's a phenom right yeah like a force of nature yeah. <laughs> uh really a, a groundbreaking drummer as far as his ideas and um we're like man we should just get spanky in the studio what when we have a day off next we'll book somewhere and uh just get in the studio just jam out these ideas ended up doing that and uh you know Man, we, I think we can we can pull together a record out of this stuff. So, started working on it and uh, started out one way, you know, like these loose sort of jams and uh, taking them back to the hotel rooms, uh, listening to them, editing them, like coming up with more riffs and tightening them up. You know, you know the process, right? Um, 
And Tim uh, had one of his friends, uh, Jay Medeiros, uh, our vocalist. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah um, they they had been friends for years, and and Tim was like immediately once he heard what was happening with the music, he's like, Jay, Jay would be perfect for this. You know, sent the music to Jay, and Jay sent it back. Uh, one of the songs. Uh, man, this is the sound. This is it. Let's see if we can get make it happen. You know. I was gonna say mm. when I heard the Knives album, and I've I've listened to it a couple of times through now. Yeah, yeah, it's on SoundCloud. You gave me a link or a private link. You gave me. Yeah, to it's to. not even out right. yet. You right. know, so that was a wanna, private link. Yeah, I was like, I wonder okay. what Danko would think about this stuff. Let's see what's up. You know, I, you know, I, I mean, he's like I yeah. from a guitar standpoint. I mean, I'm like I said to you off the mic. I'm mm. pretty much a spectator. Oh no, man. <laughs> so I listen. I listen as you know. Just I don't listen to uh, guitar playing. Um, from a from a professional standpoint, I listen to it as a fan because okay. I'm I'm awed by it. Mm. Great guitar players, but singers. I have more of a, a, a an immediate connection. I can I right. can relate to where they're coming from immediately. Yeah. And I thought his vocals were a mixture of uh, Zach De La Rocha from Rage Against the Machine with mm. Chino Marino from Deftones. Oh wow! Kind of a there mixture of that. I, now, when you when you reference people, sometimes the person who's being described gets offended, you know. <laughs> so I, I I do it very trepidatiously, but but still, I thought well, the the whole the the rap rhyming singing thing was obviously mm. a nod to Zach. Is that a, is that off? Uh, uh, he, uh, Jay's become that comparison. He's a rhymer. Yeah, he's a rhymer. Yeah, yeah. He's a, he's part of a group called the Percussionists uh, as well too, and uh, he's got his own solo project as well too under uh, Mr. Jay Medeiros. Uh, right. Actually, that stuff is out now. Uh, Tim and Spanky and I ended up working on that first. Uh, you know, Jay. Uh, well, actually. It was kind of at the same time. Jay was working on on his solo thing, and we were, you know, putting together the knives thing. And Jay's like, "Hey, man, you, do you guys mind if uh, I use you on the record as well too, my solo record?" I'm like, "Okay, cool." So, um, but yeah, he's just amazing solo uh, artist on, in his own right, and uh, uh, been doing it for years. And I think he he had get, gotten that uh, Zach. Uh, comparison before. For sure, I hope he doesn't get stuff, angry you know over I mean? it. Yeah. yeah, I mean yeah. it's a, a natural thing because I don't think mm -hmm. a lot of people are doing that. Yeah. yeah, So he would be the first go-to guy. But there's a kind of a Chino Marino kind of vibe to it mm -hmm. as well when he does kind of start singing with melody and and stuff like that. So I thought that I thought it was a I thought the blend was great. I thought the music was incredible. Oh, thanks, man. Um, yeah. And the blend worked. Okay. A lot of the times when people try to do that. Mm you know rhyming with with full-on rock music it, it can it, it can go either way but right. i think you guys are able to toe the line and, and stay the course i thought it was a really good album oh great Thanks, and i'm being man. sincere about that i thank you i, I thought it was really good something that i would definitely go hey you should listen to this oh this is great and it's not just because you're here <laughs> um, Thanks, man. but I thought it was it, it was cool that the two of you as guitar players had joined forces mm. um, outside of what I guess you're most known for right. and done something um, original in the rock vein right? because it's like a pop world that you guys revolve in is it because you guys live in this pop world constantly and working in it that you need this outlet to go hey we got in this through rock music we gotta have an outlet to get it out that's right. I mean, uh, Tim as well too has got, uh, you know, his rock background as well too. So, um, kind of fell into the pop 
pop world, you know, just yeah. out of, hey man. Yeah, so the record sounding the way it is is always, you know, how the music always sounded in our heads, you know, the stuff that we've always wanted to do. You know, you're 16 years old, this is the sound in your head, like nothing's going to sound any better than, you know, what you initially uh, heard growing up and where it was influenced by. So it's, uh, that's the result of this, how this record sounds. It's just like bringing what's in, in the head and out, out, out in the world, you know, so, <laughs> yeah. Well, th- there's um, a lot of, uh, you know, when I was growing up as a, yeah. you know, like a metal kid, a rock and roller kid, yep. I'd look at these pop acts and I'd be like, fuck this pop shit. Mm. Then I grew up. Mm. And then I got exposed to the inner makings of it. And I realized, you know, a lot of the people who are making this shit yeah. are all rock and rollers. Yeah. They're all metal heads. They're all rock and rollers. It's like how Richard Fortas was playing in the Backstreet Boys. And now he's in GNR, you know, right. like, and, and, you know, you meet some of these players for some of these pop singers that, that back them up. And it's like, oh, you play all the guys who make rock music. You play them under the table. <laughs> okay, I get it. I get it. You know? Yeah. So I have a, not it's not newfound because it's been like this for me for a while. Yeah. But I have a res- I have a definite respect because it's something that I could never do, yeah. um, for 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 you guys who who go in there and back up these incredible s- singers, um, because you're on a you're playing at a level that, you know, none of these so-called armchair experts could even play at so i mean my hat is doffed and the thing about you know the with knives mm. is um how much of an outlet it is for you guys but but uh i'm curious to know since you have kind of mentioned it what is your what is your path and your history with rock music who are the people especially when it comes to guitar playing who are the people that you looked up to that helped you along the way. Right. Um, and being in Gaga's band, <laughs> have you met them? And have you, like, tell me about that stuff too, because that's another world, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, you mentioned Slash early on, and uh, that's, you know, one of my very first memories uh, growing up is seeing, you know, my, uh, my cousin Ernie, uh, he had a, po- a Guns N' Roses poster in his. Everyone's in his got pleasure. a cousin Ernie. <laughs> you do, <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I was already intrigued by it even before I even heard the music. I was like, "Man, that is the Appetite for Destruction poster." I'm like, wow, what is that? And he played me. I think he played me Paradise City, and I was like, "Oh, that is crazy." <laughs> yeah, that was my first sort of uh, introduction to that. And I want to play guitar. Um, uh, you know. I've been playing piano for years too. Uh, my my parents got me into playing piano, and did you like playing piano? No, <laughs> that's like kind it. of my yeah, route as yeah. well. Yeah, I didn't really like it very much, and yeah. uh, you know, my dad brought my uncle's uh, old Yamaha acoustic uh, home one day just to borrow. I just put it on the uh, on the couch, and I saw it. I was like, wow! Picked it up, immediately gravitated towards it, and after that, that's useless I was useless to society after that <laughs> just really wanted to do that um, and uh, yeah uh, rock music so Slash um, Eddie Van Halen uh, obviously I heard a uh, I think Eruption I had a guitar teacher in in Scarborough uh, and uh, yeah my first guitar teacher was all into that stuff you know exposed me to 
uh, Van Halen, uh, yeah, Guns N' Roses as well too. Um, the Stones, man, yeah. Um, I saw you on Instagram posted. <laughs> uh, you did the intro to Mean Streets. Yeah, yeah. And I, I was just like, I had my phone in my hand, I'm like, fucking hell! How do you even? <laughs> how do you like? That's to me when I listen to them, I'm like, oh, you just wing that in the studio and. That was a one take thing, and then you can duplicate. Oh, it's like that's incredible. Yes, yeah, uh, man, that took so long hearing that. I heard that for the first time. I was like, "What is that? How are you even?" Yeah, yeah, that didn't even sound like a guitar. You know, I love that. Um, I mean, this podcast can moonlight very easily into, into a Van Halen podcast. <laughs> I know, I, I know. Talk about Van Halen. <laughs> yeah, all day. That all day. sound, man. <laughs> the sound is incredible. Yeah. And something that yeah. like not a lot of people, they talk about eruption, but they don't talk about the tone and the sound is like... Yeah. So, and especially like in 78, like how did you find it? You know, oh, so man. yeah. Explosive, right? It, like that's, that's the main... You know the adjective that I use, like man, that's very crazy. Like uh, it sounds like the the sound is exploding from the speakers, and those records, it's coming out of one side, only one. You know, I forget when they started putting the guitar on both sides, uh, left and right. But those first few records, such a big sound, and the guitar is only coming out from one speaker. You're like, how is this even possible? Like, <laughs> and and you know. do do you have a, a similar kind of path with you know? I can cite the ones that everybody cites, like mm. Vi, Satriani. Are these all like Vinnie Moore? All the Mike Varney stuff. Are you of that school? No, actually, uh, yeah. The, Van Halen was like kind of like I, I looked at the all the other guys like uh, Vi and uh, Satriani and stuff, but I never got the same. You know, Eddie was gritty, man. And the, he had this the songs. The songs I, I sort of gravitated towards more of the songs rather than. The playing, but also very influenced by the playing at the same time. Um, but that sound really connected to me, and there's something very raw and also, you know, a little bit punk rock about it too. Is really, you know, not many overdubs, not too many, um, you know. That's something yeah. that I think it gets overlooked by by rock and roll historians is that punk was breaking when the first Van Halen record came out. Right. And how Roth is such a... Uh, 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 um, he, he takes in culture, like he eats it up. Right. That punk rock did affect. And he, he, there's um, the Atomic Punk. Right. They renamed it after mm. the punk rock movement. So, yeah. Uh, that's something that I think a lot of people don't even realize about Van Halen. Mm. You know, uh, rock and roll bands. When it comes to rock and roll bands, I think Motorhead get lumped in with. Yeah, they crossed over, but yeah. there was a bit of a crossover with Van Halen that I think is overlooked by a lot. So of many musical influences at once. You know, yeah. if you're, you know, uh, on the surface they're this, you know, party rock band, but on the other hand, like you know, they're throwing things from jazz. They're throwing a lot of, you know, Clapton stuff. Those are all like sped up Eric Clapton licks. You know, you know as he says, you Eddie, know, Richie yeah. Blackmore. Style stuff, um, Jimi Hendrix kind of kind of things in there too. Like, but you're you're getting it all at once, you know. And you mentioned Motorhead as well too. That's a, that's another one. That's like, you you hear that, and it's like this brash, crazy music. But also, you know, the foundation of it is a uh, this blues. It's like you know, rockabilly stuff. You're getting that all at at once as well too. So, um, yeah, yeah. Sensory overload, man. You know. Yeah. Now, yeah. Um, 
when it comes to today's guitar players, like um, I had Nita Strauss on the podcast. Last oh year, yeah, yeah, and amazing, she's phenomenal. Yeah, great. And she's great in Alice Cooper's player. band. Yeah. Um, but some of the other players, like like to- Tosin Abasi right. uh, from Animals as Leaders. Yeah, he's someone in all those like Scale the Summit guy. Are you are you up with that? All that kind of stuff. Tosin, I met. Uh, we are the first incarnation of Knives. We didn't have a singer, you know, so it was just. Actually, uh, uh, Spanky, uh, our drummer, it was uh, he had a gig at Nam, and he asked Tim and I uh, to play at it. It was like a, I think it was like the thirty fifth anniversary or fortieth. I, I can't remember for Tama Drums, and uh, he failed to mention that we would be going on after Animals as Leaders <laughs> <laughs> and uh, members of Anthrax, and you know I was like, oh, so we get there, we see these bands play, I'm like man, we're about to get shut down, you know. Uh, and we didn't really plan. We we ended up just going. He was like, "Oh, we're just gonna jam. We'll just think of some stuff and and jam together." And I'm seeing these bands play before us. I'm like, "Man, we cannot wing it right now. <laughs> this is crazy, dude. Like, are you insane?" Do you... Anyway, we we pulled through it, whatever. Uh, and then the next day, uh, I, I was eating at some restaurant. I can't even remember. And Tosin comes up to me, taps me on the shoulder. He's like, "Man." What was that band you were playing with yesterday? I was like, man, we were just jamming, you know. Those are those are my homies. Like, uh, and he's like, man, you guys are amazing. Uh, I was like, dude, I think you guys are great. Like, Tosin is an incredible guitar player, incredible songwriter. Like, we're working on a new record right now too. Like, man. Um, but yeah, I I feel like uh, we all just sort of floating around, man. Like, he's a uh, you, we recognize each other's uh, music, you know. Uh, people sort of respect uh, people who are doing it on a certain. Our musicians respect other musicians who are doing it kind of at the same level, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. yeah, I love his stuff. Uh, you know, uh, Javier as well too, man. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah man. Great. Both both of them together, really great. It's, you know, people tend to focus on the guitar. Yeah. You know, but yeah, definitely the shit that's going on on that. All three of them. Yeah, uh, th- that's a band where I go. Well, I'm a fan because there's no way I'm a peer. <laughs> so let me just enjoy it, and I just li- like a. Yeah, it's like it just reminds me that like well you know as much as you know if you ever think you know you're you're all that hot shit yeah like these you got nothing on these guys like so yeah eight string guitars man kind of cheating like, kind of cheating but yeah. <laughs> It's pretty crazy what they do with it. You, yeah. you don't think that the elements that they add to it, like the funk kind of stuff, and um, you know, also the African influences in their music as well too, uh, classical stuff. They're just throwing everything. It's like all their all their influences at once. You know, it's crazy. Um, I can't even really like. We tr- <laughs> man, try to attempt to play it. It's nuts. <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, the fact that you yeah. can even attempt to even play animals as leader stuff, I mean, you're on that level. So. Oh no, man. <laughs> yeah. I'll just be backing you with an A chord, like okay. Hey, man, that's us too. That's us too. Just don't move the A chord, man. You know, just keep hitting it. You know. Yeah. Okay. Now, there's one thing I gotta say. With with knives, mm. the ba- the album is called Gray Matter. No. Uh, we're called uh, Boy Thursday. Boy, Boy Thursday. Thursday. Okay. Yeah, yeah. The album's called Boy Thursday. The band is Knives. Yep. 
Track seven. Which one is track seven? <laughs> I believe slip. it is has a guest vocalist. The only guest oh, right. on the yes. album. Okay. And that when I saw his name, man, I was like, <laughs> I emailed you. I'm like, Yeah. How the fuck did you get him? How did you get Mike Muir? Like he's one of my favorite oh, like man. personalities in music, like yeah. ever. I love I love Suicidal Tim. We do too. And uh Tim uh I th- I think Tim at one point uh uh, subbed in to play with them, uh, and that was that's his connection to the band. It was a uh, Tim uh, Tim at one point on guitar. Was it Infectious um, Cruise? I think it might have been Infectious. Because that's Maybe more. That's, I, I would that say that be would be yeah. uh, It was that uh, and Thundercat, uh, the bass player. Uh, oh, I know. Who he yeah, is. He yeah. does. He works with Erica Badu, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah and he's got his own thing as well too. His solo stuff. So is Tim plays crazy. with him. Yeah, that's and like who's their whole. The drummer school. in Infectious. He's oh, Ron Ron Brenner, right? Too. Yeah, yeah. Because when we saw we were at, we had a day off on tour. Like this is going back five six years ago. Yeah. And Infectious Grooves were in Barcelona, so we went to see them play. Yeah. And the band Mike apparently he had some sort of like pinched nerve or something or okay. he, he just could stay he couldn't move he just stood there mm. and he, he did the show he didn't right. cancel but the band was so fucking heavy <laughs> and he's like yeah. Tim's oh that's so heavy man yeah yeah so I, that, that was the, the connection you know uh, and when I heard about that I was like dude that's so crazy like uh, Tim's like man I, I ended up Lincoln with Mike and uh, just started talking to him about stuff. And you know, Tim usually, you know, is, Tim is a great songwriter and producer as well, too. He works as his friend um, Monty, uh, key, amazing keyboard player. Uh, and they're on the road together, actually, with Rihanna's man right now. Um, Monty plays uh, with Rihanna as well. Uh, and they have a studio in LA and they write amazing songs, produce songs. And uh, Tim would always go over to Mike and uh, ask him opinions on of the stuff that he's working on. Like he'll play on the stuff, and you know, pick his brain. You know, uh, so he ended up playing uh, the knife stuff we were working on, and Mike apparently really liked it and uh, invited us over just to talk, just to you know, hang out. Uh, I wanted to be a part of it as well, so. Uh, so that was kind of <laughs> Mike wanted to be a part of the nice. You didn't yeah, go to he went to you. Yeah, he came up to us and we asked we asked him. Like Tim actually approached him and said, "What do you think about this stuff?" And I think we only had one song at the time uh, called "Fine Print." Uh, I think that's the second track on the record. Um, and he really liked it. He said he was working out to it. And you know, when are you guys coming up with more stuff? When's the record coming out? Like man. Piece by piece, you know. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, and uh, it was cool. Uh, Tim, I think Tim approached him about uh, maybe doing a song together, and that's how uh, the song is called X's and O's. That's uh, right. And uh, yeah, now he's now he's on that, and it's it's trippy, right? Like <laughs> here in the back, I'm like, man. Yeah. He is. He's not prominent on the track. Yeah. It seems like his vocals were through an effect or something yeah no he's like a, he does like the sort of a, his yell at the end of the chorus is like oh okay, uh, okay. yeah um, and that, that pitch down vocal I think that might be that was Jay's vocal oh I see, I see yeah, okay. we wanted to do something that was kind of like that southern kind of trap you know element in the track because I was looking I was listening right in there yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, 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 I was waiting for his signature sound yeah 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 but that's cool man yeah, it's, yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. that's a good name to throw down and I don't see him guesting on too many stuff uh, I guess not you know I'm not really like a 
really really up and up like Tim is more that that guy like uh, the suicidal stuff and um, but yeah I guess so that's uh, it's an honor to have him uh, and also just like being able to ask him his advice and steer us the right way um, try to figure it out and try, also trying to figure out how to put the record out too you know um, still in talks about the way we're gonna do it and trying to balance that with you know our, uh, our day job too so yeah <laughs> <laughs> well that might actually keep you on the road for a year long I mean you're you're kind of uh, asking for it yeah you know yeah and all people like it as well too you know that's a yeah like well, groove oriented like James Brown kind of you know you guys thing, I mean so, the two of yeah. you together your your paths are many <laughs> it depends just yeah. which ones you want to take that's right yeah and, you know me yeah. I'm Thank God I like the one path that I've been allowed by the fates to take. Because, <laughs> uh, I mean, I couldn't even begin to think of, like, some of these other paths that, that are open to you guys. Mm. Um, so, yeah. No, I, it's, it's great. It's a great album. Thanks, man. And, uh, you know, uh, say hi to Tim. I know I will, he's... Uh, yeah, man. We'll, he's we'll laid out. He's feeling under the weather today. Oh, uh, good. But, uh, and, man... Best, best to you, and and just how everything's been going, man. Keep it up, and yes. it's just great to have you on the podcast, man. I, I've, I've been wanting you to ha- to be on. You know I have. Yeah, no, I've man. Been likewise, brother. I've no, been I, bugging you. I wanted to be on too, man. You know, just to be able to hang with you, Danko, man. You know, uh, but hopefully uh, at some point I get the rest of the band in here too. They're really cool. Just talk about music and. Just stuff, man. We really we'll open we're great to do that, you know. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm down, point. man. I, yeah. I I support you guys and uh, come back. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Most <laughs> definitely. Thanks, Thanks man. man. Thanks. Catching chains, hanging like a great dame's tall on a pair of balls, swinging it. You can't say nothing. Fuck a mainstay. Name stay faded in the sun, cause it ain't where you came from. Motherfucker came on. Walking on stars like the tombstones, buried in the sidewalk, staring to the eyes till they lose hope. Two stone, two stones, high up they coupons, and mind by the birds in the sky who see food on them. Fuck